This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays, 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Less than a month away from legalization day. October 17th is the day when cannabis becomes legal. But obviously, uh, October 17th is not the day the cannabis comes into existence. Uh, So I don't know how much is really going to change as of October 17th. There are probably a lot of people now who um, use cannabis. Use cannabis in their homes. Maybe people who rent apartments and use cannabis. You're probably not supposed to right now, and I guess for a lot of people, that will continue to be the case after October 17th. And one of the big issues with legalization has been, okay, well, if we're going to say it's now legal to use cannabis, where can you use it? In Alberta, we're not going to have cannabis lounges anytime soon. Although apparently, I guess if you know the right people or know who to talk to or where to go, where to look, there's some... um, off-the-grid kind of uh, cannabis lounges, if you will. But we're not going to have legal cannabis lounges anytime soon in Alberta. Um, You're not really going to have much of an opportunity to use anywhere in public. Alberta law allows cities the option of treating cannabis like tobacco, but as we've seen, for example, with Calgary, that's not going to be that way. That you won't be able to use cannabis anywhere in public, like in areas where you can currently smoke cigarettes. So that means you would be able to use in your own home, unless you are a renter. So the story today, one of Alberta's biggest landlords, Boardwalk, which owns about 22,000 rental units across the province, uh, they sent a notice to tenants this week, making sure that they're aware that come October 17th, smoking cannabis, growing cannabis, even eating cannabis on its properties, yes, consuming edibles, is going to remain prohibited. Well, joining us to talk a bit about how uh, landlords are, are handling all this, very pleased to welcome to the program uh, Robert Noche, is a condo and real estate lawyer with Miller Thompson in both Calgary and Edmondson. Robert, great to talk to you here. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, and we've been hearing a lot of concern ever since you know we started on this path toward legalization for landlords, condo owners, rental owners, what it would mean for them. Are, are we getting some clarity at least? Oh, not at all. In fact, I think we've got a mishmash of policies, rules, and bylaws, uh, uh, depending on where you live and depending on what municipality you also live in. I think, listen, I have absolutely no issue at all with a landlord in a ten- in a apartment building directing that no one can smoke and or grow cannabis in their unit. I understand that from an enforcement perspective, it makes plenty of sense. From uh, a nuisance perspective, it makes plenty of sense. For the general health and welfare of, of the tenants, it makes sense. I think where they're going to perhaps run into some difficulty is on the human rights case, in that if someone needs medical marijuana 
and they are able to take it through oils or edibles, typically by oils, to prevent that maybe going a bit too far. And I think they perhaps could expose themselves to a human rights claim. But I think the argument to ban it from smoking it and or growing it, I think, could withstand a challenge because there are other ways of dealing with a medical need that won't impact adjacent tenants. Yeah, the the edibles part seems weird to me. I mean, I guess some people might know how to make those already, but it's still going to be, I think, another year before edibles are are fully regulated and and authorized. But, I mean, how on earth can can you lump edibles into smoking and growing? But it's hard to. And, And I think, Rob, I think most... Governments, both at the municipal level uh, and when you look at condominium corporations and or landlords of big apartment blocks, uh, we're all struggling trying to figure out what the outcome of all of this will be. We're, we're in the unknown. As you can see, even the University of Alberta in Edmonton says we will have cannabis zones to allow students to smoke on campus, while the University of Calgary has said (laughs) no. So we've got a mishmash of things, and only because this is so new and different. It is, but it it makes sense, though, I I would concede, that that the owner of the property... The, the one who, who is responsible for its upkeep would, would have a say in, in these kinds of things. Oh, right? absolutely. Yes. And in fact, I, I think what Boardwalk is doing in terms of prohibiting the smoking aspect and the growing aspect of, of cannabis is a smart move. Absolutely. Does it seem hypocritical to you, though, that, um, that these companies would allow tobacco smoke in their facilities, but not cannabis smoke? Of course it does. Uh, the, 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 the tobacco smoke has uh, the same type of impact to people's uh, general welfare and health. Of course it makes no sense. Uh, but, but again, too, a lot of our rules don't make any sense with respect to cannabis. So, Rob, today I can bring my children into a liquor store and buy a bottle of wine. Yeah. I can ask the, the person at the liquor store which wine is better, and they can tell me. With the when on October seventeenth, not that I would, but if I did, minors are not allowed in cannabis stores, even with their guardian or parent. It's yeah. against the law, and the store clerk at a cannabis store cannot tell you which cannabis is better or not. That too is against the law. So we we're doing things backwards, and then again too, why? Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system.
why would we allow cannabis zones on campus, for example, at the U of A, but not a beer garden that's there 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year? I mean, we're all over the map on this issue. Um, so I, th- there's going to be an adjustment period then. Do you think that's safe to oh, say? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, I, again, the, the, the aspect of prohibiting cannabis smoking and growing cannabis in a unit, whether it's a condominium building or an apartment building, makes sense from an enforcement perspective, Rob, because then you're not worrying about whether the person has four plants or ten plants. You're not worrying about mold. You're not worrying about whether they're actually smoking cannabis or tobacco. It's a simple way to make sure the health and safety and welfare of, of the residents is is priority for, for the landlord and or the condominium building. Yeah, which makes sense. All right, well, we'll see how it all plays out. More at uh, MillerThompson.com. Robert, thanks for joining us here today. Oh, great talking to you again. Nice hearing, hearing your voice. Take care. Thanks. Bye-bye. Robert Noche, former city councillor uh, up in Edmonton. He's a, a condo and real estate lawyer with Miller Thompson. MillerThompson.com. So, yeah, as he said, I mean, there may be some issues for, for landlords once you get into medicinal use and those who are authorized to use for medicinal reasons. That you can have a much harder time prohibiting them from, from doing so. And how difficult is it to get one of those cards? Uh, anecdotally, from what I've heard, not, not so hard. But sure, you can understand. Look, you own the apartment. When that person's done living there, somebody else is, is going to come in and you're responsible for that, that property. So if you've got someone smoking constantly, that's going to you know seep into to the walls and everything. People growing cannabis plants, well, potentially. You know, from my understanding, look, I've never grown cannabis before myself. I do remember going to, there was a guy I knew in college and uh, not, not knew, didn't know him that well. But uh, we were at his apartment once, and uh, yeah, he had a plant growing, like, in his closet. But there was no, like, elaborate setup for this thing. I, I think a lot of this is, is overblown. There was a story recently Global News had. It quoted uh, Deepak Anand, uh, Vice President of Government Relations for Cannabis Compliance Incorporated, a consultancy firm. It says there's a lot of misinformation and stigma associated with the whole production of cannabis. Four plants is certainly not a, uh, you know, a grow-up. It's definitely not dangerous to the house. Historically, there's been a lot of concern around home grow as it relates to electrical operations in a house, mold and fungus. But that's typically with a much higher number of plants. Four plants certainly won't be anywhere close to wrecking a home in that sense. So, yeah, I think a lot of this is overblown. Obviously, if you are living in a rental unit and you want to have you know, some tomato plants or something, that's, that's not an issue. But we act as though somebody growing a couple of plants has this big elaborate grow up. And that's just not the reality. So I, I think there's some, some fear mongering there. Obviously, they're concerned, though, if it gets to a point where that kind of thing is required, you run the potential of, you know, a fire risk or, or too much moisture, that kind of thing. But uh, if you're just talking about, and look, it's a four plant limit that exists under the law. I don't think, I don't think there's much concern on that front. But it could get to that point, and that's, that at least gets into the realm of what's a legitimate concern for a landlord. But, you know, the same thing applies to smoking cigarettes. And, you know, I've been in some homes where, where people smoke, and the moment you walk in, it's obvious, even if they're not smoking it at the moment, because it, you know, it, it, it lasts, it lingers, it, it kind of, you know, it seeps into to the walls. 
So if you as a landlord don't have a problem with people smoking tobacco in a suite that you own, what's your issue with cannabis smoke? Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.